Well, hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the Full Pelt Music Podcast. Shortly, we'll be chatting with Dream Nails, who released their second album, Doom Loop, on October 13th. But before then, the usual reminders from myself. If you would, please do follow Full Pelt on social media. We're on Facebook at Full Pelt and on Twitter and Instagram at Full Pelt Music. And again, if you would, please do hit that like button, hit that subscribe button, whatever you're watching or listening. Welcome to Lucy from Dream Nails to the Full Pelt Music Podcast. Absolutely like absolutely delight to have you on. Um, how are you doing today? I'm doing so good. It's Friday, the sun's shining, it's exactly a week until our album release. So I'm feeling pretty good. How are you feeling? Oh yeah, I'm feeling great. Like you say, the sun is shining, it is Friday, so all is good in my world. And <laughs> um yeah, Doom Loop out on October the 13th. Um mm-hmm. obviously second album from the band. So it must be a really, really exciting time for you. Oh god, it's just like it's just so exciting. Also, it's it's been difficult to maintain the excitement for a whole year because we actually recorded this album exactly a year ago. So we recorded it in Sheffield last October. Um and then we were sort of touting it to different labels and trying to sort ourselves out. So it's taken a whole year from recording to release. Um, so, yeah, finally it feels real and kind of the anticipation of building. So, yeah, exciting times. Definitely exciting. And that is quite often the case. A number of guests that have been on the podcast have kind of been in a similar position where they've recorded something and they had to wait so long to put it out. And it could be you know, incredibly frustrating but obviously yeah now now is the time to to get that music out and have people listen to it and the first few tastes of it have uh, really whetted my appetite for sure so we're gonna start off with uh, your most recent single uh, Uh Pit. Mm-hmm. Um, so listeners can check it out on our hard and heavy playlist on Spotify and uh, obviously all the usual streaming sites already. Um, what can you tell us about that song? Yeah, how did it come together for you, and what are the themes behind it? Okay, so Bullpit has a very concrete origin story, and then also um, a more abstract interpretation or conceptual um, approach that we took with it. So the idea for the song came about when we were playing our previous headline tour for our first album which was in September 2021 and we just played a show in Liverpool and it hadn't gone very well everyone that had been in the crowd had left after the support band played which is firstly rude um (laughs) so and it just you know we we were just tired and you know it hadn't gone how we'd hoped so we were loading out the van and opposite the venue we were playing in in neon lights, we saw um, an establishment opposite called Bulls Deep. I kid you not, Bulls Deep, an adult bull pit. And I'm pretty sure it was Anya that was like, "Guys, we've got, we've just got to go to the bull pit." So <laughs> we did. <laughs> we went with all the like Liverpool, and Liverpool is the the hen and stag capital of the UK, apparently, and it is a good old time. Um, but that probably gives you a flavour of the kind of um, clientele that were in Balls Deep that Saturday evening. Um, just, but we just went in and we had a great time, just like good, silly fun with all of these like sticky plastic balls. Um, and then when we were sort of doing writing for the album, we realised that, you know, we're a punk band, we're a political band. A lot of the songs had quite heavy political themes. But, you know, that's not we who we all are as people um, or indeed who anyone is or should be. And so we just wanted to write a song that was about having fun for the sake of fun um, and sort of hedonism as a, a radical um, thing to do. So it's about both literally being in an adult ball pit 
and having fun for the sake of it and pursuing what you what you want and what you need um so yeah and it's just yeah. a fun disco song with a bunch of synths so it good is time all around i hope <laughs> oh it is an incredibly fun song to listen to and uh, one that i'm sure is going to sound fantastic live as well and work really, it is, really well it's live. fun live it is good <laughs> yeah definitely and we'll get we will get to the live side because there's a lot of opportunities for for fans to come and check you out and hopefully yeah. they will stick around uh, beyond the support act <laughs> um, yeah. yes they're, they're, i know <laughs> The they'd cheek. be mad not to the bloody cheek i know <laughs> yeah um craziness um and, and obviously yeah the, the sort of fun themes in in the song are so important right now because uh, the, the world is pretty shit let's be honest and uh yeah. obviously you know we we you know we should be able to have fun so it is it's a exactly. fantastic message definitely. exactly um and speaking of fun uh obviously People that listen to this podcast know that I uh, love music videos. I grew up watching mu- music videos and I always love to put the spotlight on music videos. And nice. if listeners go on to the YouTube account for, for Dream Nails, you, you're really good. You've got so many awesome videos on there that people oh, can check thank out. thank you so it's, much. It's such a shame because so many bands I talk to these days, obviously budgets as as they are, videos normally are the first thing to go. So I mean, I've yeah. spoken to a, quite a few bands that haven't had any um, it's true or all the money goes into all the money that was once being used for music videos goes into just like general content creation for socials yeah. which um you know i from a marketing perspective might make more sense but i think music videos are a bit of a dying art form unfortunately um yeah. but yeah we do love them oh yeah i can tell um definitely definitely listeners need to go to your youtube channel because that's where everyone watches these things these days and and just go through like you know the hours of fun catching up on all the videos on there so we're going to stick with ball pit obviously the video for ball pit again just looked like such a fun video to make from your perspective so you know how what was the concept behind that video and uh, obviously how did you put it into practice oh my god once again the concept was um absolutely nuts and different from the song what I just explained really once again but um we work with an amazing video director Marika she's a Liverpool-based um photographer and director she's actually worked with us on all three of our videos for the Doom Loop album and they've just gotten a bit weirder and wackier each time as we've sort of become more comfortable and confident working together um, but the concept behind, we didn't want to go for a ball, an actual ball pit because we felt that was a bit on the nose. Um, so the concept is uh, our bassist, Mimi, dressing in what can only be described as like full gimp suit, latex situation, morph suit, um, stumbling around a brightly lit meadow. Um and then in the distance, you know, she's clearly lost. I mean, normally that kind of character would should be in some kind of sex dungeon. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but this this little like morph lady is sort of just like stumbling around in the middle of the day. Um, she sees these massive giant sword balls in the distance. Um, and as she approaches them, we start playing and we're playing in front of these. The, these balls are the balls, the kind of balls that you can get in like a hamster ball and like... Yeah even though the director banned us from actually doing that in case we broke the balls before we needed <laughs> it for the shoot, which I guess is fair enough. Um, <laughs> but it's just us playing and kind of like, you know, we also are meant to look kind of like alien, a bit sci-fi, um, very metallic, very weird. And again, it's it's very incongruous with the surroundings. Um, but the concept behind it is sort of this alien morph suited creature is unable to find her pleasure, basically, unable to find what it is which makes her feel free and makes her feel happy. And then by the end of the video, 
she in stumbling across us basically finds it so that is the concept for the video <laughs> yeah it's beautiful <laughs> thank you yeah, it, was and good, it was a good time <laughs> exactly and it looked like you had fun making it which is always important as well so oh, yeah. um yeah definitely encourage listeners to go and check that out obviously if you've not seen it before and you've just heard that description um you really have to see it to, you have to, <laughs> to see it to believe it <laughs> exactly exactly um and Sticking with uh, another of the pre-release singles, uh, the first track that came out really from the album was was Good Guy, which obviously has got a much sort of uh, darker, more serious sort of theme behind it. Um, mm-hmm. uh, the question really on that one is, you know, what made that stand out to you? Because obviously the first taste of any new album is an important kind of statement from a band. Mm-hmm. So, you know, what about that song stood out mm-hmm. to be that statement? That's a really good question. I think a lot of things meant that we chose it as the first single it was a it's a catchy banger <laughs> that was the yeah. main one um it's also the first song on the album but i think that musically and thematically it felt like it stood quite comfortably between the first and the second album obviously as any band as any musician does you know there's always or should be a progression between albums both musically and you know we're all older now maybe wiser i don't know um but it felt like yeah good guy was something that would appeal to the older Dream Nails fans, Dream Nails crew, but also hopefully was going to sort of reintroduce us. And it was like, you know, once again, it was us making or remaking our statement of intent. Um, and so the song is about, you know, the fact that, you know, toxic masculinity is just so insidious and especially the expression good guy. Mm. Like you always hear that, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He was he was such a good guy. We can't believe he's done this because he was always such a good guy. And I think we hit upon that as well because there was no equivalent for women. You wouldn't say like, if you say yeah. good girl, it means something very different in whatever context. Um, so that was, that was something that, yeah, just, yeah, we found it as a good way into sort of discussing the wider themes in the album, which is sort of like masculinity through a lot of different lenses. Um, so, yeah, it was it was a gateway song, a gateway yeah. banger. <laughs> yeah, definitely a banger and definitely a logical choice as well. And, uh, yeah, really important like sort of subject it touches upon, as does, you know, most of the album and obviously mm-hmm. your previous work as well. I mean, a lot of bands uh, in this day and age are, very keen to kind of shy away from uh, any kind of political statement whatsoever because mm-hmm. you know they're probably thinking from a business perspective we don't exactly. want to alienate half of the the audience and it's incredibly brave of, of of you to obviously you know not have any shackles you obviously you write about oh, the yeah. the subjects that are uh, important to you and important um to um obviously the communities out there and obviously I just yeah. want to give you uh, props for for doing that because not oh, enough people thanks. are yeah. yeah I mean I think it's true what you say you know a lot of bands. Not definitely not all, but a lot no. want to make themselves as as the most palatable to the widest amount of people as possible, which is understandable. But I mean, we're a punk band, you know. We're a, our our music is a vehicle for our politics, so without that, we would just we wouldn't bother really. Um, so thank you for yeah. recognizing that. But yeah, we will we'll never change in that regard. <laughs> Excellent, and thank you for for obviously being brave enough to do that. It is so important. Like I say, there's a lot of really good bands out there that obviously are doing that as well. But um, compared to I think historically, where politics did mix a bit more, I think mm-hmm. I think yeah, there's definitely a lot that do shy away. But um, yeah, Doom Loop then. So so moving on to the album, uh, obviously mm-hmm. second album as you touched upon, and definitely an evolution to the sound in there, which is always a key thing for any band to be doing. Um, obviously 
with this podcast will be coming out hopefully before the album is out. Is anyone jumping uh-huh. on this podcast ahead of that album? How would you describe it to them? What would you say they should expect when they hit play for the first time? Oh, okay. Well, musically, you're going to be taking on quite a journey. Um, <laughs> I think this is less of a pop punk album. I, our first record, we'll always be proud of. Um, it's it's a great pop pop, pop punk record. Um, but this one musically branches out a lot more. Um, it's our first album with our amazing singer Ishmael. Um, and so they brought in a whole different set of, you know, musical and life influences to the band. So, you know, there's a lot more nods to even metal, to harder rock, but also even more like R&B. Um, there's like a, a beautiful piano song at the end that closes off the album, a piano and synth song. We have a lot of synths on the album because synths are really fun. I was Before I was like, why do bands always... You know, rock bands in their second album, they always just chuck a load of synths on there. Why? And the reason is, is because they're really fun. And by the time you've got your bread and butter guitar music down, you kind of want to expand and add. So I I understand it now. Um, But it's the same, like high energy, high pace. I just think the songwriting is is a bit cleaner, um, a bit neater and hopefully a bit more accomplished, um, but still retaining all of that raw punk spirit that was on the first album and is in our live shows as well that was something that we really wanted to replicate you know the energy of a live show so hopefully that's something that that the listeners will will feel that they're getting as well yeah and I would take a stab in the dark and say they will because I've had a sneak peek of it and obviously we'll we'll be reviewing it uh for the website and the magazine and and everything you (laughs) everything you set out to do I would say that you've definitely achieved really 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 great album that listeners definitely need to check out um thank you so um with that process you did touch on it at the very start obviously you Mm -hmm. found yourselves you recorded the album got the albums already and we're kind of shopping around for a label you've worked with Marshall uh records in the end um Mm who are obviously, you know, a, a great label. And I've heard a lot of positive things about them in the, in the past on this podcast. So what has mm-hmm. your experience been working with Marshall? Oh, I mean, it's just been amazing. I be, I think that like, you know, it's really hard to get a label. <laughs> and it really annoys me when there's just like that hype bands or industry plants that like seemingly drop out of the sky and are like, yeah, we just signed to like whoever, I'm not going to name any names, but mm. some big indie label or some big label. And it's like, I don't believe it just happened that easily for you because there is a lot of rejection and a lot of hard nose and a lot of having to pick yourself up and dust yourself off and try and keep flogging it, basically. Um, but Marshall were just amazing because obviously they're, they're one of the most famous music brands in the world for their, um, obviously for their amps. Um but what they've been doing for the last sort of five, 10 years is cultivating this boutique label as well. And what's so great about it is that they are so absolutely dedicated to the music and to the musicians. They're kind of freed from what other labels have to do, which is, you know, they have to make be making a lot of money off their artists yeah. um, in order to, to sustain themselves. And obviously we want to, you know, have success with the album and have a successful partnership but I think that because we don't feel as much like commercial pressure um it means that they can just completely support our our vision you know they've just been so supportive of everything that we wanted to do with you know all of the art direction all of the visual aspects as well as with the music as well um and it's just so great to have such a well-known 
name behind us. Also, it's a British brand, famously British brand. You know, most of their, no, not most of their amps, but, you know, their, their amps, a good number of their amps are still made at the factory, which is in Bletchley. Um, they have a massive, beautiful studio in Bletchley as well. They put a lot of energy and effort into their education program, which is something that's really important to us as a band as well. Kind of like demystifying the music industry and also making anyone feel like they could be in a band. And that's something that Marshall share as well. So, yeah, so far it's been really positive and, and we feel we just feel very lucky, to be honest, to be working with them. Yeah, no, definitely can understand that. And every artist from Marshall that we've had on the podcast that, that we've spoken to about the label have, have gone into that same level of detail about, you know, the, what Marshall do for you as a band and all the different aspects they get involved in and help you with. And obviously you've kind of echoed all the similar sentiments that I've heard before. So, yeah, <laughs> definitely. Um, they do sound like a, a great um, place for you to be. Um, oh, yeah. And they make great amps and they make great headphones and speakers and... Yeah, they're just, I mean, we we toured a lot with Nova, we, we kind of were introduced to them through our friends Nova Twins, who were on, on Marshall as well, um, and they, yeah, made the introduction, so, yeah, they're just great artists all around on, on Marshall, so, yeah, check them definitely, out. Definitely, definitely, and, uh, yeah, obviously, Doom Loop, again, just to, to ram it home to listeners, you know, 13th of October is out, and you really, really do need to check it, check it out, and, um, obviously, these days you do get quite a, a sort of good glimpse into albums. You know, we've had what pre free uh, pre-release singles um mm -hmm. for, from the band. Um and obviously reaction is more instantaneous these days. In, in the past you'd have to wait for magazines to write their reviews or obviously play shows and chat to fans. But now yeah. social media just gives it all instant feedback. So um how have you found the reaction to the new songs thus far? Oh, I mean, just like it's just so it's it just makes it all worth it to be honest because mm -hmm. like obviously we're all working day jobs being in a band is very far from any of our full-time endeavors um and also until very recently we were self-managed so you know we're just doing endless emails endless spreadsheets it's just like running a business with no <laughs> none of the like gratification of actually connecting with the fans unless you're touring or releasing singles or on the album campaign um, everything can feel quite distant so just when people have been responding and contacting us on socials or on our patreon as well um just saying that like they've been waiting for these tracks and they're so happy and they've been loving them and they've been sharing them with their friends it's like oh this is why we're doing it this is why this is happening so oh yeah I mean people people have been loving it no one said that they don't love the tracks so hopefully they don't they're keeping that to themselves um but yeah, no, it's it's been great. And we value our our fans and our community so much. We have a Patreon for anyone who's interested in joining from as little as one pound a month. And we have like a whole Discord community and we do hangouts and we all chat together and there's loads of other perks from being a Patreon as well. So it's something that we we really invest in as being close to our fans. Yeah, it's definitely the two you mentioned, obviously Discord and, and Patreon in particular, are, are more modern um sort of tools that have become available for bands to do as you say connect with fans um mm -hmm. and the people i've spoken to just, have just said how important they are as, as tools to bands to be able to do that and obviously i guess you would echo that as well yeah absolutely i mean not only financially i mean it's, it serves multiple functions because financially it's amazing being able to have 
a, a small amount of income coming in every month um we value it so much and all that money goes straight back into the bands and and band activities um and it, it also just means that we can have a direct relationship with people we can have a direct line with people that's why we that's why we're in a punk band. It's another reason why we're in a punk band. It's it's all about community. It's all about a shared space. You know, like even at our shows, we're the ones that are at that moment on stage playing instruments, but none of it would be happening unless we were all there together. And, you know, we are so, we so strongly support other bands in our scene and other punk bands. And we'll always try and champion new bands coming up the way that we were once championed and helped out as well. Um, and so the Discord and Patreon are just another way of doing that, really, especially when, you know, social media, it, it's difficult to sort of get a direct because of the like mm, ethereal algorithms. Mm. It's difficult to always get a direct line to people who need to hear your music and who want to communicate with you. The Patreon and Discord just allows us a way of doing that. Yeah, no, it's a fantastic, fantastic thing. And uh, obviously, you know, technology, when it works, as Patreon <laughs> tends to do, is a fantastic, fantastic thing. And, and we That's should great. be embracing it. So, um, but nothing, obviously, technology um, can't replace that human connection that comes with a live show. You, you said, you know, words like uh, community, and it feels like there's a real community around your band. And um, obviously, there's an opportunity for that community to come together imminently because obviously yeah. with a new album comes shows normally yeah. and you have got a a, a tour and a, an in-store tour as well um around the release of the album so obviously you know for fans um that maybe haven't experienced uh the dream nails live show yet you know why why would you encourage them to come along to a show oh my god well if you like having a good time you'll love a dream now show <laughs> i mean our shows are for everybody i mean we always have and always will make sure that at our shows um it's an especially safe and cathartic space for women trans and non-binary people people of color people who might for whatever reason not normally feel that they're comfortable or safe at a punk show or at a venue um so you know we always make sure that those experiences are those people's experiences are prioritized but that absolutely does not mean anyone is excluded um we have a wide range of people at our shows and we love every single one of them um and it's just like you know nothing beats the energy of live music and of a live rock and roll show it just like to me makes life worth living it's just that loud amplified music like in your face is just amazing um and we're even inciting mosh pits in these shows that we've got coming up we've got fun audience participation we've got stories we're a very chatty band we love um we love a chat on stage we always say that we're like part stand-up comedy and part punk rock um and so hopefully people would agree with that so yeah the live shows we've been spent a long time cultivating just the most ambitious live shows we've ever done but as you mentioned as well we we have six in-store dates coming up next week starting on the 13th of October at Banquet Records in Kingston and these shows are going to be a bit different they're going to be stripped down um they're going to be a bit more yeah just a bit more intimate we're going to be sitting down we're going to be playing the album from start to finish and interspersing it with, you know, discussing the themes of the album, the process of making it, um, and just, yeah, hopefully getting a chance to chat with people one-on-one -on -one because that's our favourite thing to do. We're at the merch table after every show. We just, we want you to buy our merch, but we also just want to chat. So yeah. <laughs> it's very important to us. 
Yeah, um, and I, I would just encourage listeners, obviously there'll, there'll be various links in the uh, bio of the episode. Um, click away and you'll find the tour dates. Please try and find a show close, uh, close to you and come <laughs> along to a show. And the, the in-stores in particular, I love, as you say, will we'll be a little bit different. They're kind of a relatively recent phenomenon, I think, the, the in-store, setting to the level that they're done these days. And I love them because you get to see quite often songs presented in a, in a different way. Yeah. A different, it's a different experience. So, um, yeah, yeah we definitely encourage listeners to come along uh, to that as well. Um, and uh, obviously following that as well, uh, EU, uh, EU tour, you're heading out into Europe, um, yeah. which uh, obviously is a bit trickier these days so it's obviously a big big achievement to be able to get out there so you must be really excited to get across there oh we're excited I mean we just we love playing Europe so much mainly because in on the mainland they feed you they never you never get dinner in the UK (laughs) it's just I think it's the way that culture and art exists in this country unfortunately that you Mm. need to be like grovelingly grateful to like get anything and like obviously the thought that you might be hungry is just like beyond most promoters you'll get like a warm pack of hummus and some Doritos if you're lucky um but in Europe they really take care of you and I think it's because they just value art and culture within and its role in public life a lot more than they do in the UK um so the dinner is one reason we're excited to go to Europe also the fans are great and the people are great um and it's nice playing yeah we're we're playing obviously you know Paris and Berlin and Amsterdam um but we're also playing a lot of smaller towns in in Germany and in the Netherlands and in Switzerland um which is always fun is always fun to do because you never know who you're going to get um but we've played a lot in Europe before especially in Germany um and we we really really the Germans like know they're punk they yeah, absolutely know they're punk definitely um and they love it so I feel like it's yeah Germany is our second home definitely yeah no fantastic culture out there it really really is and uh yeah delighted that you're gonna be able to get over and uh experience it it's one of the yeah. you know true uh true great things in music to be able to go experience these different cultures see these different places meet these different people and then obviously play okay. your music to them is yeah. uh, obviously yeah amazing so um yeah no uh, so much exciting um stuff going on with dream nows right now and listeners to say again um stay in touch uh with the band you can do that on social media uh we always give out the social handles and um people watching on youtube hopefully my wizardry will make them flash up as i say <laughs> them um but you never know um so instagram and tiktok is dream nails band uh quite quite easy for hopefully fans to find that and um facebook and twitter is your dream nails um so yeah definitely encourage us to follow the band find a date to come along to obviously listen to the album um there's just so much going on that there's never been a better time to follow dream nails um for sure uh and that brings us to the last portion of the podcast something we've uh-huh. brought in um a few months back now and it's actually been working really well we've had some great answers coming from oh, it um so we're going to put you on the spot slightly oh my um, god it's called magic wand um okay so that, the music industry, there's a lot of issues with it. Um, yes. Let's just put it put it that way. Um, and we're going to go into fantasy land for a moment. And I'm going to give mm. you a magic wand that's going to mm. let you fix one thing, but one mm. thing only. And that's the that's the challenge. So, oh god, what one thing would you like to change about the music industry? Oh my god, that that's is a tough I, one. I, I don't know. I think. There's two that I'm... I'll let you have two. Can I have two? Okay. You can have two. (laughs) (laughs) So one of them would be 
you know, less emphasis on content. It's very time consuming. Um, and it takes a lot of creative energy away from, you know, time and energy we should be putting into making music and sort of like doing the thing that we want to do. Yeah. Um, but we have to channel that into like making content and staying on top of that. Sometimes it can be fun, but a lot of the time it's a it's a real drain and it just feels like kind of an uphill battle. And sometimes you're like, what's the point? Why am I doing all this? So yeah, less of a focus on content. And the other thing I would say is definitely more representation in the industry, but on the non-music side of things. So I'm talking about, when I say representation, I mean people who are from more traditionally marginalized communities, not only women, but trans people, non-binary people, people of color, other people who have had barriers into the music industry and into the creative industries, both on the creative side and on sort of like the back end. So I'm talking about people that work for labels, people that work for agents, promoters, but then feeding all the way down into people that work in sound, um, front of house people, and sort of like the more technical jobs, production, mastering. So I would love to see there being more opportunity um in in that side of things and that's that's what i would do with my magic wand what have yeah. other people said what what kind of things have um, to be fair i think both of, both of them have come up before already mm. uh obviously there's a lot of uh business-esque ones uh you know streaming numbers um merch uh cuts at venues uh, you know, oh. but yeah I, I think your two two ones there lucy are, are really really good really, really good. <laughs> i mean you. obviously doing what what i do with full pump music uh, the content bit i can't agree more with um, and definitely as well, just more diversity you know, in the industry is is never, ever going to be a bad thing. It's mm -hmm. only going to bring, um, you know, just more opportunities, better music, you know, yeah. just more exciting music, you know, exactly. <laughs> because, you know, just again, four white guys in a band just playing guitars, you know, it's been done to death now, hasn't it? <laughs> really? It's been done to so, death. And there's yeah. nothing, there's nothing inherently wrong with that. It's no, just that no. we need like a more rich and a more fertile cultural landscape because that's going to benefit all of us so precisely i mean yeah. my musical taste is really really eclectic um because i can't listen to one style of music because i get bored just listening to one style yeah so just diversity in exactly. all walks of life 100 yeah. percent um is, is such a <laughs> such an important thing um so yeah um thank you so much for them really really good and uh obviously again just to, to ram it in one final time listeners you know um dream now is everything going on with the band uh, definitely jump on board with and uh, it's been absolutely fantastic having you on and chatting with you Lisa we always oh, just throw the pleasure. final message back to the guests yes. and yeah. say what would be your final message for the listeners today <gasps> have a More nice <laughs> okay well I don't know I just want to say I don't know when people are going to be listening to this but I hope you're having a nice day and if you're listening to this after the 13th of October your day could be made better by streaming or buying Doom Loop <laughs> or buying a ticket to a show so that's my final message. Shameless plug, but exactly, it has yeah. to be done. It has to be. And buy done. yourself a treat on the way home for if you're out and about. That is <laughs> never goes amiss. <laughs> definitely, definitely. No, absolutely brilliant. Thank you so much for joining us, Lucy. Oh, thank you so much, Paul. Well, thank you everyone for listening. I really do hope you enjoyed that chat there with Dream Nails. Do make sure you check out their new album, Doom Loop, which is out on October the 13th. And of course, follow the band across social media to stay up to date with everything coming from them. You can also stay up to date with Full Pelt on social media or on Facebook at Full Pelt and on Twitter and Instagram at Full Pelt Music. 
And finally, if you would, please do hit that like button, hit that subscribe button, wherever you're watching or listening, because we'll be back very soon with another episode of the Full Pelt Music Podcast.